The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Is your organization a talent magnet? Is your culture the envy of the business market? Top organizations need top leaders. Make sure that you are that leader. This show will ensure that you are. Welcome to I Lead. The Leadership Connection with Dr. Linda Sharkey. Leaders today are more than just results. They are about creating legacies of great people, driving winning organizations, and raising the bar for themselves and that of their teams. Now, here is your host, Dr. Linda Sharkey. Hi, I'm Linda Sharkey, a host of I Lead the Leadership Connection, and thank you for joining me today. I hope you listened to last week's show. I had Marshall Goldsmith on, who gave, who is a leading uh, coach and authority on leadership around the world, and his new book is coming out, Triggers, in the next couple of weeks. A fascinating book, and I'm actually going to be going to the uh, book opening event that he's having in, in New York City and looking forward to it. Which reminds me, I'm broadcasting from New York City today. So if you hear the sounds of the city, the beautiful city, in the background, that's because I'm here. Yesterday, I was with a group of uh, leaders from a phenomenal company out in Connecticut, and we were going through what it takes to lead in this next century. And it was very interesting dialogue and program where we really spent a great deal of time on reflecting on the inner self of a leader and why people really want to lead and what the privilege of leadership is all about. And it was so interesting because the old social contract around performance management and how we used to run organizations just doesn't seem to work going forward. And we now need to create allies with our employees. They may not stay with us forever. It's predicted that most employees going forward will have over 35 different roles or jobs in their careers. So what's the role of a leader? The role of a leader is to help the employee meet their personal aspirations while also meeting the company goals. This is really essential. Today I had lunch with Chip Joyce, who's running the business around the book Alliance, written by Keith Hoffman, Chris Yee, and Ben Kasnocha. Chris was on my show recently speaking about the book. And the reason I'm raising it is we spent a lot of time talking about the new social contract at work. And one of those core elements of that new social contract is going to be leaders and managers who can create alliances and allies with their employees for the greater good of the employee as well as the organization. And this requires an entirely different set of skills, which we were working on yesterday. Trust is going to become 
much more of a cornerstone of work. And you know, you ask employees if they trust their leaders. You know, we're not sure if we always get a truthful answer. It's a very interesting question. I also want to congratulate, we just certified 30 global talent managers in Dubai. They attended our workshop there a couple of weeks ago and they passed the test with flying colors and we were honored to bring the thought and approaches to the companies that participated and very excited to announce that there are 30 plus HR leaders and talent leaders who will be going back into their organizations building great pools of talent so that these companies can succeed going forward. So stay tuned because I will be coming out with a newsletter very Mm -hmm. shortly talking about some of the critical leadership issues and the changing social contract. Performance management, by the way, is one of them. So I'm excited today to have with me Lou Carter. I've known Lou for quite some time. Uh, In fact, we met, I would say, almost 15 years ago when I was with GE, and I was always impressed with Lou's drive, Lou's foresight, Lou's risk-taking ability and innovation around organizational change. I invited Lou for two reasons. One, he's an author of over 11 books on the subject of leadership, and he's an entrepreneur. He started his own company called Best Practice Institute and has built it into one of the premier research organizations on leadership and organizational practices in the world. And he did it in a relatively short period of time. So I asked Lou to join because I think two things. He has incredible insight into what it's going to take to be an entrepreneur and how It stretches you to start a new business and be a CEO. And two, because he has a wealth of insights into what's changing in the workplace today and what we can expect in the future and what's going to be coming around the corner at leaders that leaders need to be prepared for and need to think about in order to stay competitive, retain great talent, and build sustainable organizations. So with that, Lou, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you on, and you're down there in sunny, warm Florida, and I am up here in freezing cold New York. It is like 46 degrees here, and um, I'm not prepared for this cold weather that's supposed to be spring. <laughs> well, uh, we'll send some up up your way to New York, Linda. It's, it's definitely good to be on here today, and I, I appreciate the warm introduction. It's it much Appreciated, and I very much appreciate you having me on today. Thanks so much. Well, Lou, t- tell me something. Um, you know, you now have an organization with a 15-member executive board of some very august companies, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Pfizer, Cigna, Kimberly-Clark. Uh, some of the best thinkers in the talent and leadership field sit on your board. Um, you started it, you know, in 2006, uh, you've really leveraged technology to run your company. What what have been the challenges as a CEO today in 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 running this 
hugely effective global company now. Well, I got to say, I, none of this would have been possible without you, Linda. Uh, you you helped in the foundation of the company, Best Practice Institute, as one of the founding members, and um, your extraordinary leadership and the way in which you brought in uh, the kind of transformational leadership on the board is exactly the the way in which we began to grow. And I just wanted to first start out by saying that because uh, our very mission is transforming ourselves and others. And the people who began the Institute are people like you who are transformational in nature, first and foremost, people who transform themselves and then their organizations. And you were one of the first leaders to do that for BPI. So let me just put that right out there. I could not have done this without you. Well, thank you, um, Lou. It sounds like a paid advertisement, but I really appreciate it, and I'm humbled by your comments. Thank you. Absolutely the truth. And the, to your question about uh, challenges in, in the global economy or just challenges as an entrepreneur and uh, running a, an institute or association like uh, one of the things that I, I think about is purpose, and a lot of people talk about this in terms of the purpose economy or uh, in various ways of saying uh, how important the why is behind business. I think it's never been more important in, in business or uh, as an entrepreneur t- uh, today because without that why, uh, the how and what really become uh, almost not, non, uh, sometimes non sequiturs, they don't matter at all. Right. Uh, because it's the only way to attract talent, to attract clients, um, and to begin uh, building and growing as a company. Um, and it's really something that's been it's been so important to BPI is keeping that that transformational purpose behind everything that we do. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's really it's essential. You know, it's so interesting that you say that because one of the things that we talked about it's it's one thing. And so important, and I remember you brought Nikos in to talk with us about purpose. It's one thing to have purpose for your organization, but leaders themselves need to dig down and figure out what's their purpose. Do you agree? Absolutely. And, you know, I think we can think of it in a a couple ways. Um, There's individual purpose, and then there's purpose in terms of a brand, internal and external branding. Um, So... Absolutely. When we begin with an individual's purpose, uh, it, 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 begin, it, it informs us of what we want to do inside of an organization. So uh, we'll talk about a brand or a product, for, for instance. If you look at a, a drill company, uh, and uh, with, with a drill company, there's, there's the what. They make, basically, they make drills. Uh, the, the how is they, they use the most incredible manufacturing process for developing drills, but the the why or purpose behind it is they p- place uh, pictures of loved ones on on, their, on the wall. So if you don't get to that purpose of I I love to place pictures of loved ones on other people's wall, it's hard to know that you have a belonging or place in that company or that you should be engaging in that in that uh, productization or sales or marketing or efforts inside of that company for that drill company. Um, so without an individual purpose in terms of how you belong and what you uh, believe and want in the world, it's, it, it uh, becomes an um, enabler or a detractor to um, your work. Yeah, and it almost, if you don't 
if you're not clear on that, it just merely becomes a transaction that you're doing between yourself and the organization for, you know, uh, for a paycheck. Exactly. And, and the fun part is that the, you know, the paycheck part of it is, is only a very small portion of it at this point. It's been shown that uh, giving money away is actually more uh, purposeful than uh, getting it in some factors. The University of California came out with a research study that uh, stated that actually giving money uh, re- releases an oxytocin mm-hmm. from our brain and uh, makes, things, makes it much easier to uh, engage in relationships and have better social contracts between and among each other, have more tra- trust, as you said before. Um, and purpose also um, develop, it relates to our, our, uh, our amygdala, our feeling center, which gives information to our neocortex, which is how we make rational decisions. Yeah. And um, it's really a part of our our, our DNA, the inner workings of our, our mind, in, in that when we have that purpose, we, uh, we feel happier, we feel more motivated, more engaged, um, and uh, our limbic system is happier, uh, and uh, we have, it's, it's less stress as well in the long run. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it just ignites people. It just excites people. So, Lou, we're coming up on break in about a minute, well, actually 30 seconds. And, and um, what I want to just quickly ask you, and then we'll carry this forward, but what made you take the direction of Best Practice Institute in 20 seconds or less? You. You and a group of people who found that there was purpose beyond what they thought was possible. Uh, people who wanted peers and in, to enable their own change and the change of their organization. So it, it was people who, who brought their vision to me, and I believed in it as well, and we collectively created something that was larger than any one of us as individuals. Yeah, it was, it was very, very exciting. Well, we're coming up on break. Uh, I'm talking to Lou Carter, CEO of the Best Practice Institute, one of the premier leadership research organizations in the world with over 40,000 members that he started from scratch, which I think is quite remarkable. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the key lessons that one learns in a startup, some of the biggest mistakes, and also some of the insights that Lou has seen from his research of where the workplace is going in the future. So stay with us. Uh, We'll be back shortly and continue our dialogue. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. 
visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. As your business grows, are you growing with it? Do you have the right balance of time, attention, work, and personal life? Take the growing pains out of growth and tune into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. If you are spending most of your energy managing problems rather than focusing on taking your business to the next level, our program will give you the steps you need to make sure you have everything in place for forward-thinking business leadership. The Business Edge is heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to one 866 472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag iLeadTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to iLead, the Leadership Connection. Hi, I'm Linda Sharkey. I'm your host of I Lead the Leadership Connection, and welcome back, and thanks for joining me. And with me is Lou Carter, CEO of Best Practice Institute, premier research organization around the world with over 40,000 members, uh, thinking about and doing excellent work in the field of leadership, organizational transformation, and change. And we're talking about what it takes to start up an organization and what are some of the, you know, the, the lessons learned and mistakes? And I was just asking Lou uh, before we went to break, what made him take this direction? Because I knew you when you were getting your master's at uh, Columbia University. And by the way, for anybody who's listening, if you hear background noise, it's because I'm recording from New York City near Central Park. So what, what made you take this direction, Lou? Yeah, th- thanks, Linda. I have a scientific reason for it. It's an, an yeah. equation that I developed. It, uh, it was an important equation. It's a, it's a recent graduate plus author equals unemployed. Yeah, that's a great and, one. I love it. And that, that, was the, that was one of the main reasons I had to balance the equation. So I, I went to uh, try to get a job as director of leadership development at Pfizer, and uh, I went in to see Joe Benito, and uh, at the time he was a friend, and I said, Joe, will you give me that job as Director of Leadership Development? And he said, Lou, I'm, I'm not sitting next to you every day. I said, well, well okay, why don't we uh, develop a peer benchmarking association? And he said, sign me up. And then he brought on a lot of other people, and one of, you, one of the people was you, Linda, yes. uh, uh, who, yes. who started, and it just took off from there. So it really was from my i really love the field of leadership development i love creating purposeful caring communities of practice and developing safe environments for people to share and to and to be um in community with each other it's been a passion of mine uh since i since i was in high school uh so uh it, it, or th- and throughout my life so it's it's something that has been a life's calling 
You know, it's so interesting because I, I did tell you I was having I had lunch with uh, Chip Joyce, who's supporting Keith Hoffman, the CEO and chairman of LinkedIn, uh, around his new book and marketing the alliance. And I asked him, what was Keith's vision? And he said, you know, why did he get into writing this book? I mean, he didn't really have to do it. And he said, because he really believes that there is a, another model for the workplace where people can really achieve their dreams. And that's what it's all about. And that kind of reminds me of what you're saying. Absolutely. It, it is the other model. And it, it's one that a, a lot of people are choosing now, and it's becoming a reality for the workplace, uh, more and more people are taking the road of entrepreneurialism, of uh, their own contracts uh, within organizations. Uh, they're becoming part of the crowdsource market, um, part of the f- uh, flex time market, if you will, and um, taking, following their own passion and love in life. And uh, instead of waiting until their retirement years, they start early. And yeah. this is definitely a movement. I, I I definitely see that myself. And you know I'm I'm uh, you know been in the workplace a long time, and I I wish I had started that earlier myself. So, Lou, you know what are some of the lessons you learned uh, starting up? You know, as an entrepreneur, starting up your business. I mean, it's scary. It's risky. And what'd you learn from that? It it, it is risky, and I'm glad I did it uh, earlier on. Uh, and I, I learned. A lot about failing, and I know it's cliche to say that failing is important, and you should all entrepreneurs should fail. It, it could not be more true, though. I learned about the right kind of people to partner with, the wrong kind of people to partner with, the right vendors and people whom I should hire, the right kinds of people I should contract with, and the right and wrong has become even clearer to me. Um, when people, the people that I found are most trustworthy that have delivered for me the most are people that show a clear path towards success and even give guarantees um, that help me to see what those first steps will bring. And it may be anything from uh, as, as simple or easy as amounts of click-throughs or conversions or sales to uh, the amount of uh, uh, of a uh, amount of words that are being created on a squeeze page or landing page. These are very simple things for entrepreneurs. So I think the more you can quantify work as well as qualify your trust of that individual, the better you'll be uh, in the long run. Uh, and the, the more money you'll save as well. It's not necessarily true that the more money you spend on somebody, the, the better the work product I found some incredible people who have been incredibly loyal to me uh, at lower price points and yeah. some people at higher price points who have been incredibly, uh, uh, have, have, given, have given a lot. However, um, their trust level has been a, a lot lower and their loyalty to us has been a lot lower as well. So I've seen the entire spectrum. Yeah, you know, it's sort of like that uh, movie Moneyball, which I recently saw again with Brad Pitt, you know, and I was thinking about the whole talent management thing, and, uh, you know, that kind of highlights. It's not necessarily the people that pay you pay the most. It's the people that are willing to take the chance with you uh, on, on a different model that sometimes are your best bets. 
And it's, it's really the voluntary discretionary effort. It's the people that are willing to go that extra mile off the record, uh, off the, the contract, and know that what you're doing is something much bigger than just a contract or just an hourly rate. It's those people that are golden nuggets. They're the golden nugget hires that yeah. will pu- just push your company forward and hel- help you no matter what. And you know, they're the ones that that you hold on to, you appreciate, you care for, and you just you always give your appreciation and gratitude. Yeah, and that 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 is the basis of the mutual alliance. You know, absolutely. And that's the that's the beauty of the social contract, and the one you were talking about before, yeah. and and uh, and that's an interesting thing you brought up in in terms of social contract because the French philosopher. Rousseau developed that in a, during a, a tyrannical government, and uh, w- not that we're working in a tyrannical government at all now in, in America. Uh, it's something different, though. We're working with our a, a democratic economic regime that uh, where a- anything goes at any time. So we have to be even more careful to make our social contracts very clear in the beginning. Yes so that we can create wildly successful um, uh, mutual contracts. Yeah, and sustainable organizations. And I think, you know, that is, for me, where a lot of organizations fall down, is they have one social contract that's out there, and they never live up to it. And they can't understand why, uh, you know, their employee engagement scores are in the dumper and, you know, they have retention problems because they put the platitudes out, but they don't put any strength, behavior, and accountability behind it. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there, there's the platitudes of the competency model or our values and uh, purpose statements and mission. And uh, unless people really internalize it and understand that purpose and then see it and do it, or either whether it's through uh, action learning or strategic business uh, uh, projects or through social responsibility projects. And I know companies that obviously we, we you and I both have led efforts like that. Your talent manager uh, uh, work in Dubai and Beck and Dickinson's work across the world and social business responsibility, how they they have a purpose of uh, helping uh, people uh, improve people's lives. And that connects to their work around medical devices. It connects to their work around uh, cancer, uh, cancer research and diagnostics and can actually show that they're saving people's lives. So when people engage in those high potential leadership development activities, they're, they're, they're internalizing this work. They're, they're, act, they're helping people. They're showing that they've just saved lives. So they're living that purpose and that vision and mission statement rather than just looking at it on the wall inside of an organization. And that's so important. That's the, the say-do credibility factor for leaders is, that I call it. So tell me, Lou, what were, you know, if you were to wave a magic wand and say, you know, now in, in, in retrospect, what were some of the biggest mistakes that you made that you'd like to offer to people to not do? What, what would that be? It's, it's, it's funny how the, the mistakes are the ones that, that always come forward because we need to know what things not to do, right? So um, the, the things not to do, I, you know, I, I go back to the, the people who, whom, I, uh, whom I've worked with, and 
the right people and perhaps the wrong people. And it, so it, I really do think it comes to, back to recruitment and acquisition. Um, it does also I, I come into play with, uh, with development to some degree. However, in a small company, I think it, it really is important in that beginning initial stages to work very strongly in that social contract and dig deep into uh, past work, do, do your due diligence um, very strongly on the people you're working with. Um, also, I believe that alliances and partnerships are important, um, the way in which we give to others and help others. Uh, and uh, that's been a consistent uh, theme that I've put into what I've done, uh, done throughout BPI, which is um, always try to help and to give because it does come back in a good way. Yeah, and we're coming up on break, loose, so I'm going to have to, I, I, sure. we're having such a great conversation, I forgot to, to mention we're up on break, but we're going to continue this when we get back. Stay with me. We're talking about, we're talking with Luke Carter, uh, somebody who has uh, eyes around the corner of what's going on in the world and how to become a great entrepreneur. Um, we'll talk with you in the next three minutes. Stay with us. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag I Lead TLC. 
We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. Hi, welcome back to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. I'm your host, Linda Sharkey, and with me is Lou Carter, CEO of the Best Practice Institute. And we're having a very lively conversation about the new social contract, and Lou was sharing some of the big mistakes that people make uh, when they start up uh, as entrepreneurs. And one of the things he was talking about is how important it is, the whole acquisition process being really essential. And I just want to point out, I saw in the Wall Street, Wall Street Journal on uh, April 7th, a new book by Laszlo Bach. And Laszlo is the head of human resources for Google. Uh, we used to work together at GE. And I think it's a great book. And he makes some specific comments that you should be spending more time vetting people to come into your company to really be sure that you know them, that you know the kinds of elements that you bring in, and you will spend less time on development because you've brought the right people in in the first place who really care about your mission and your purpose. So that's where you were kind of headed, Lou. So you want to you make a sort of some insights around that, and then I want to get from you the trends that you see going on in the workplace today. Sure. It's funny that we're talking about for the mistakes that entrepreneurs can make because these these are all mistakes that I've made and uh, ones that you you not only make you have to pay for and when you pay money out of your pocket for a mistake it hurts a lot more and sure it does. so I can say that what Laszlo is talking about at Google really resonates with me and on a, on a personal side and and and. The whole concept of the Rousseau social contract has has had validity for hundreds of years because it is about what we fundamentally believe as human beings to be the the truth and the right thing to do together. And people often go way 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 away from that that fundamental belief of what is our our truth. What should we be doing together? What could we be doing together to, to help each other grow and get better over time? So that, that's definitely something I, I believe in in terms of the acquisition model and rings true to me. Yeah, I, I, I think it's incredibly important, too. You know, GE used to be like that. It was hard to get a job at uh, GE. Uh, they had a ton of um, people applying. And you went through a fairly rigorous process to decide whether it was the right culture for you and for them to decide whether you were a good long-term fit for the company. And it paid off. And I have seen other companies that, you know, just work, interview three, you know, talk somebody in, and, you know, you're losing them in 18 months because it's not a good cultural fit. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. So, Lou, tell me, what do you see as the big trends, you know, for companies around transformation, around leadership, from your research and your experience interacting with, you know, your 40,000 members? There, there are two parts to that question. Uh, the first is the, the current part in terms of the human social element. And I see that in terms of how we integrate social networking and the way in which we're more open and transparent with each other in the workplace. Some people call this social performance management, social performance appraisal. Uh, there's 
an active dialogue right now uh, for and against reviews and ratings. I'm talking about something different. I'm talking about being open in a mini review process with appreciative inquiry and feed yes. forward, which is developed by Marshall Goldsmith and our, our friend Marshall yes. Goldsmith, which is incredibly helpful for uh, for organizations. So I think that that can be that. First of all, I think we should park that as the definite future openness, transparency, feed forward, appreciative inquiry, and, and mini review rather than enormous amounts of information and data that we require to help people get better over time rather than keep holding it against them. We help people get better. So that that's number one. You know, um, I just want to say something about that, Lou, just hold your thought. That is music to my ears because I hear a lot about changing the performance management system, and I think that's part of the old social contract. And we need to be looking at how we help people, you know, get better. That's what it's all about. So I, I, I love that thought. Exactly. Give me number two. Yeah. No, number two is a little more, is a little bit more in the technology realm. Um, I believe that it, the farther future, and, and I think this is about five to 10 or even 15 years, is around something called augmented interactive reality or air. And um, what that does is it brings in a three-dimensional augmented reality with a natural interaction, in it, which has been known to unlock human productivity. What do I mean by that? Um, no, it, it's a technology that is used uh, on, our, on glasses or smart glasses, and there's several labs that are working very hard on this um, f- to be implemented in many different industries like manufacturing, uh, in engineering, um, in, in aeronautics, um, and even in uh, other uh, more recognizable uh, you know, IT or, or consulting firms even, uh, where we're able to garner immediate information about our environment and what we're doing in front of our faces. Of course, we've heard of this in terms of in medical devices and in doctor's offices um, in terms of a more uh, medicine done across distances. And this is about keeping information in our glasses in real time uh, to show how, how are we interacting with the patient or the product at any one given point in time. And I'll give an example of it, a sort of rudimentary example. You wake up in the morning, you put on your glasses, you go to your closet, and the glasses will have in front of it the right clothes for that day for you based on the weather and perhaps even your mood. And uh, it will choose the clothes for you based, and also have a complete database of your clothes in your closet, what, is, what has been folded, what has been washed, what has not been washed. So this is an integrated, fully complete version of helping us as individuals, as human beings from waking up to sleeping, going to sleep at night. I could definitely use some of that. I hope that comes <laughs> to pass, to tell you the truth. So what, what do you think uh, leaders need to think about uh, as they go forward? What are the core elements of the future that are going to be essential leadership um, elements? I really think predictive analytics and uh, understanding big data is is the future for for leaders uh, because we are garnering and accessing so much information within uh, large fortune 
500, Fortune 5,000, or Fortune 1,000, Global 1,000 companies, we have the opportunity to predict behavior responses of not just leaders and employees, but of our consumers. And it is a, just a huge opportunity for us to uh, begin leading in a different way. Um, of course, trust comes into play and the social contract. And while we're doing that, we can really understand better how people will act and react in different situations at different points in time in, in, in the future. So having that information uh, with us at any given point of time is going to help, help immensely as the market changes in the next five to ten years. You know, I think it's going to help the individual, too, as they learn, to to Marshall's point, the triggers for some of the behaviors that they have, the unconscious behaviors that get in the way and they don't want to use. And if you can anticipate those triggers or see them coming, you know, you can control yourself a lot better. You could be more transparent. Absolutely. That self-awareness, that first part of the circle in 360s, the uh, first being aware of yourself and then understanding the perceptions of others, that's critical points of data for predictive analytics. Yeah. Yeah, we have about three minutes to the next break, and, and uh, I, I think we have a couple of callers, so, so, so I want you to stay with us after the next break. But if you were going to give three pieces of advice to leaders, what would it be, Lou? Yeah. So, so I thought about this question, and uh, there, there's different advice, I think, for leaders and entrepreneurs. So I'll start with the leaders. My first piece of advice is stay agile. The agile leader is is extremely important. And what I mean by that is being willing to understand the nuances of conversations and what's going on underneath other person's actions um, and be willing to learn consistently about others, other individuals or situations or competitors or strategies and ne- never thinking that just one idea is the only way, understanding that there are challenges to your one idea that could expand upon that and make it even better or uh, improve it in some way. So that kind of agile, uh, consistent responsive uh, uh, manner of creating and developing oneself and products and, and workspaces, I think, is number one. Uh, balancing your execution mindset with your emotionally intelligent mindset. And I always thought of this as uh, a, between, uh, being uh, both transactional and transformational. Many leaders are either one or the other. What you'll have a leader who is too execution or decision oriented and another leader who is too transformation oriented and have, has too much sort of the touchy feely human resources aspects that involve too much of the communication. So I think having both of those competencies for leaders is extremely important to be both manager and leader uh, so that you're holding people accountable, you're following up consistently as in Marshall Goldsmith, Howard Morgan's research around three, three, six, nine, 12 months follow-up, being sure that you hold others accountable, and you also are transformational in understanding leaders experiencing that kind of uh, co-relationship and collaborative relationship is very important. I had a third. Do you want my third? I'll be quick about it. Yes. Give me your third. That would be great. The third is don't have a royal mindset. So. Mm. I, I see too many leaders who are uh, who are absentee and put their people before them too much, and yeah. uh, I really believe that uh, you must be willing to do, do the things that you ask of your employees. So, yeah. putting your people before you too much can cause communication to break down, 
because important individuals who are responsible for maintaining your good name and brand are being put in front of you. So uh, often some people have some psychotic ideations that life is a game of chess, and uh, I, I think that's a, a very uh, dangerous way of thinking. So uh, there is a way of being uh, uh, agile and thoughtful about one's strategic uh, relationships. However, um, you know, the, the process of moving away from chess and, and uh, helping others achieve their greatest potential will help them also grow at the same time. So Absolutely. I, I really so think that, that, yeah, it's, it's so much healthier. Yeah, I think it's so much healthier, and I love your expression of the, the, the royal moving away from the royal mannerisms. So we're coming up to break. Uh, stay with us. I'm talking with Lou Carter, CEO of Best Practice Institute, and we have a couple uh, – we have – one really exciting question that uh, somebody has called in that I'm going to ask Lou to stay on to answer. So stay with us. Um, We'll be back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Hey, did you know Voice America has partnered with the Kidstar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids, along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to one 866 Four seven two five seven nine zero. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag #ILeadTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now back to I Lead the Leadership Connection. Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey, your host of I Lead the Leadership Connection, and with me is Lou Carter, and I asked Lou to stay on because we have a great question that uh, came in from our audience from New York, actually. Uh, Kit uh, wrote in and asked, 
What do you see, Lee, uh, Lou, from, from your uh, looking around and uh, experience of, aside from air, what are the other major impacts that technology is going to have uh, on our workplaces going forward that we need to think about? Thanks, Chip, for the question. And, and Chip, what I, what I think is happening is it, it, there's a, a movement now toward individuals having more flex time and uh, taking on contracts contract jobs in addition to their typical uh, full-time jobs. And with that, uh, it becomes a, a real need for flex time. And operationally, things will change in the next 10 years. Uh, organization design will change uh, because of the, the new kinds of technologies I've been describing, because as we get better at, uh, at, uh, at communication across distances, and it is not a perfect science right now. It, it is, developers are working heavily on uh, cross-distance communication uh, as we have the past 10 years. It's getting more honed now. So I, what I believe is that our world will be vastly different in 10 years. So we, the way that we wake up in the morning to how we immediately uh, can see our, our first appointment in front of our faces and we communicate with our families or other individuals as we move across the globe and uh, as we travel. So uh, I, I see a distancing as well as a, a bringing together through technology that uh, in, in the short future, short-term short future, and a possibility of going back to what we've always had, which is the one-on-one -on -one human contact as a result of that kind of spike in technology excellence. Yeah, and you know, it, you made me think of one other thing that I just want to interject quickly is uh, it sounds like things are going to be much more integrated from a work-life kind of perspective, uh, but also the need for whole systems change initiatives more because people will need to come together in a community sense as they go back out into isolated, more isolated situations. Uh, you want to just make a quick comment on that? I, I thanks for bringing that up, and uh, we, we've all heard of the all hands on meeting, and uh, that's really what whole systems change, whole system transformation is all about, and it, it's bringing everybody in the organization into one room uh, to to develop strategic plans, and the CEO is responsible for talking about everything from the best strategic plan to the quality of office coffee. So uh, it, it's important that we do get back to that whole system change where each division and every part of the organization is responsible for uh, enabling change instead of just the power of few. The power of you, that's such an important point. So, Lou, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. It was terrific, lots of great insight. Now, if people want to join your institute, how, what do they do? How do they, how do they get a hold of you? The best way to, to join Best Practice Institute is to go to bestpracticeinstitute.org or bpiworld.com, so it's, uh, as in bestpracticeinstituteworld.com, and sign up, join, uh, become a member, and you'll become a part of an enormous community of, of executives uh, from Fortune 1000 and Global 1000 corporations worldwide and engage in collaboration and online learning and uh, really uh, have a part in innovating for the future. Yeah, I just love it. I've, it's been a great asset to me. So thank you so much, Lou, for joining me. I just so greatly appreciate it. Next week, we're going to be having Ron Baker, 
which I'm very excited to have because he's a co-host of another radio show on Voice America, The Soul of uh, the Enterprise, which I think is just a very important thing to be thinking about as we move into this next century of technology. How do we create and keep the soul of the enterprise and make it vital uh, and viable with all the change and all the complexity that's going on around me. So Ron Baker's going to be with us. Um, he's the head of the Verge Vera Sage Institute. And stay tuned. We're really looking forward to that. You know, before I close, I, I did mention this uh, earlier, and I, I said that I'm going to try to get Laszlo Bach to come on uh, on the show. I, I think the book that he wrote on the, the work rules is, is really a, a clear, simple, but a very important book as we try to hire and bring in the best talent uh, and great people into or- our organizations. Uh, Mr. Friedman, a free a, uh, editorialist for the Wall Street Journal, uh, Dan Friedman, closed his review of the book with uh, something that I think is an absolutely great quote. And he said, you know, we all go after uh, the best and the brightest. But he said, you know, there was a famous poem inscribed on the Statue of Liberty, and he said, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free. Why didn't America ask for the very, very best from other countries, those with the glowing resumes and three-piece suits? And what he said at the end was, because what matters is not your history, but what you'll do when you land. And I think that's so important. And the role and task of a leader is to help someone be great when they land. And, you know, we all make the mistake that, you know, somebody's past performance is a predictor of the future. And yes, it is a predictor to a certain extent. But what really makes a difference in somebody's ability to perform is your organizational culture, Do you have a culture that embraces people, helps people develop, helps people achieve their purpose, helps people aspire to bigger and greater things, or do you have a culture that controls people, keeps people down, makes sure that the leaders are the smartest people in the room, as Marshall often likes to say? I think these are important things to think about. So not only is Ron Baker going to be on next week, Uh, I'm going to be having John Matone uh, the week after that, who is one of the top 50 best thinkers uh, on on leadership. Um, Just recently voted, written numerous books, speaks around the world. A a gentleman that I do a lot of personal business with and have an absolute high regard. Mm -hmm. And we have a terrific lineup uh, coming forward. So I hope that you're enjoying I Lead the Leadership Connection. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping you're finding it a wealth of great cutting edge leading tips. And I hope as you're driving home, either listening to the show in your car, that you'll ask yourself one question. What can I do? Did I do my best as a leader today in helping those that work with me? And what one thing can I do tomorrow that will make it even better? So thank you again for being with I Lead the Leadership Connection. I'm your host, Linda Sharkey, and if you enjoyed what Lou Carter had to say, get a hold of him 
at Best Practice Institute, I think you'll find it a valuable resource. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of I Lead, The Leadership Connection. Please join Dr. Linda Sharkey again for another show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a successful week.